across it in, looking for Garza, backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hi, y'all, and welcome to... Hold on, we're not live yet. This is oh. live right there. This is live right there. What are we doing here? What kind of operation hey, are you Hey, you, you, had a, you had an outtake the other day, so I had, I had my chance to mind. We're even. We're even. Hi, y'all, welcome to Five Stripe Final, the only highly distributed audio discussion discussing all things Atlanta United. We are live from a Sandy Springs TGI Fridays, and we are happy to be with you here. Sam Jones here from Dirty South Soccer. Joe Patrick from Dirty South Soccer. Joe, say hey. Hey. I'm. I think. I personally think this is like a safer place to be than a, a Sandy Springs TGI Fridays. That sounds like a place where there would be a shame. That is a place of darkness. That is a place of darkness and sad, sad people eating sad, sad appetizers. Unlimited though. Unlimited sadness. Unlimited apps. Unlimited happiness here though tonight for the Five Stripes. A three-one win over the Philadelphia Union in this one. And what was a super, super weird one, y'all? Uh, it started off very. Boring. Boring yeah, was terrible. Boring. Terrible. It was awful. It was very, very similar to the way the first half of the New England game started. Uh, we were saying somebody do something, somebody hit somebody. Uh, we had just put some. I think Harris Kriskich from Dirty South Soccer just put something in our little chat about man, this is super, super boring. And just about five minutes later, the, the jinx pays off. Uh, the, the the damn thing exploded. Yeah, yeah, it did it. <laughs> it was like a tinderbox, right? It exploded and then it just went. So twenty second minute. Uh, Joseph Martinez in behind the defense on the break actually completely screws this up. He's in the yeah. box, has the ball like kind of trailing behind him, I guess, and tried to pick it up. It's in between his legs. He's trying to get a shot off. He's really, really, really struggling. And fortunately, he's bailed out. He's taken down. I could, I could hear the Alpharetta dad takes already, already screaming at Joseph. Uh, for not shooting the for shot. For not shooting that shot mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Fortunately, he's bailed out. We don't have to listen to your garbage takes. He loves a chop. Yes. He, he, he loves, <laughs> Joseph loves a chop in the box. And that time it kind of caught him up a little bit. But, uh, no, taken down uh, by number 26. Can't remember his name right now. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. uh, because all the names we need to remember. <laughs> that was the, that was like the least important thing. Is that the actual player who fouled Joseph right, on that right. play. That was who like the last no one. <laughs> nothing dogzo. Yeah. Nothing like that. No one was talking we about it. We assumed that there may have been something. Like it may have been a dial of goal scoring opportunity. So we wouldn't have got. Or we would have gotten a red card for that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. The red cards were coming. And they were coming in bunches just a few moments later when just the weirdest stuff happened. I, I have many yeah. more worse words for it. We're a family age. I hadn't seen anything like this before. So alright, here's what so before going before this whole incident happened, it's important to remember that Alejandro Bedoya had received a yellow card. Before for, like five minutes before. Okay. It was, no, that was, it was a legit yellow card. He brought down Nagby when he was on a on a break. That's right. But he's on a yellow card, alright? So then the foul happens, the penalty's getting taken, and Bedoya kind of lingers around in the box, um, which obviously the players have to be, have to clear out of. And I, apparently it was like to fix his sock or something, I, I, to pull his sock tighter. The rep decides to give him a yellow card for that. And according to Philadelphia Union manager Jim Curtin, uh, the ref had forgotten that Alejandro Bedoya was already on a yellow card. So... Yeah, I think he kind of it was an accident hashtag accidental red card um, for Bedoya here. I don't think the man the ref would have given him one if he knew he was on one. Um, at least that's kind of what I infer from the quotes that Jim Curtin relayed to the media from his on field conversation with the refs. 
Anyway, it's all pretty right. pretty damn confusing, but Bedoya gets the red card, and then obviously Harris uh, Madunyanin? No, no, no. Madunjan. That's what everyone was calling him in the press box, so I'm just going to call <laughs> just him. Just chopping off a few <laughs> syllables like the good rednecks we are. Madunjanin. Yeah. No, I added a no. syllable. No, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he was gone. Who cares? Anyway, he uh, got spitting mad, like literally. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there were, we did ask afterwards if he did spit towards the referee at any point. It didn't happen. Uh, but still, nevertheless, uh, two red cards just in, in rapid succession. Um, and uh, we'll get to uh, some of the reaction uh, in yeah. our quote of the night. Yeah, because it was interesting. Uh, but everyone seemed to be very frightened of what was going on. I think Parker's just said it was very, very loud. Yeah. It was his, it was his comment <laughs> yeah. on it. They were going right after this dude. I was, um, you were kind of wondering if there was going to be any kind of physical contact. Yeah, it, it looked was a like, lot of like, hold me back, like, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hold me I back, mean, at one bro. point, Lorenowitz went to go hold back. Uh, let's just call him Harris. Let's just call him Harris. Let's call him Harris. Harris. Um, I think he went to go hold him back, or maybe it was some other player, but. Uh, and then after the game, it was interesting. Lorenowitz said he actually kind of felt for those union players. He kind of sided with their with their take on on the whole issue. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to disagree. I mean, like basically, a player is getting sent off for delay for a delay of game type thing. That's weak, especially so early. Right, in the game. But, but you obviously can't react the way they yeah, oh, reacted. Yeah, yeah, in any way. Uh, Even though it was kind of hilarious. Also hilarious. Jeff Lorenowitz post game in the locker room was very much. Uh, the, the age difference between Madunjanin and Bedoya and Jeff Lorenowitz is maybe like a year. Jeff still sounded like it was a dad trying to break yeah. up a fight between like some local neighborhood youths, as he would call them. Uh, he's just like, yeah, I was just trying to, just trying to get in there and, and you know, make sure nothing bad happened. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I was just trying <laughs> yeah. to make sure everything was okay, yeah. So oh, that man, was like a protective father. Uh, but at that point, we do still have the penalty. After all that nonsense, Joseph Martinez has to step up and take the penalty, which, of course, he does. No hop on this first one, yeah. which was different. Yeah. Uh, but despite the lack of hop, slots it in. one nothing. Atlanta United were off and running. Uh, five stripes, of course, up. Uh, two men at that point. They switch uh, formations from a 3-5-2 to a 4-3-3 almost immediately, yes? Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah, immediately. Uh, so, of course, uh, a more attacking uh, formation there. They're piling on a whole bunch of chances. But, again, that narrative... Creeping up, that sneaky, sneaky narrative sneaking up on us yet again. It won't go away no matter how much we write about it and tell people to stop <laughs> worrying about it. We couldn't finish. We couldn't finish. Um, which, you know, we, we talked about why that's not not a huge problem. Uh, Todd's had a great, great quote, which we'll get to in a second, about it. Uh, but had a lot of issues getting the ball in the back of the net to net uh, by the end of the first half. Uh, we had outshot Philadelphia 14 to two. Uh, it was still one nothing at that point. Fortunately, we finally create some quality chances. The issue in the first half, in a lot of ways, was just creating chances that were from very difficult angles. A lot of shots from the side, from 45 kind of degree angles, and tighter. Uh, and you're not going to get past Andre Blake, who may be the best keeper in MLS right now. Yeah. Uh, from those kind of angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree. So. We finally sort things out, though, about four minutes into the second half across from Miguel Almiron. Finds Joseph Martinez just right inside the six-yard box past Andre Blake. An easy tap for him, essentially. Uh, he, he did a good job to get an aerial with it, though, and get up and get a foot to yeah. it. So it's a, kind of a laser across. Yeah, uh, yeah But 2 nothing sure. at that point. Um, you were assuming that everything's going to be all wrapped up, but, of course, that wouldn't be the way uh, an Atlanta sports team would ever do anything ever. Uh, goal. For Philadelphia, just a few <laughs> minutes later, 
Uh, it's kind of off a set piece. We kind of headed one out. They headed it back in. We stepped up. They stepped forward. They were still onside. And an easy finish for Pico. Yeah. I think it was one of those things where the team was just kind of mentally checked out of it. And just it's not that they weren't trying on that set piece, but they just weren't you know, communicating, doing all the little things that it takes to kind of prevent those kinds of goals from scoring when you really shouldn't be conceding. So that was, that, that was, that was disappointing. It was disappointing to see them concede because then, then at that point, you're only, you only have one goal lead and right. you are one, of, one more of those away from dropping points. And with all those missed chances, it was exactly the same feeling in a lot of sense as the game with New England where you just started to wonder when are the chances going to come back to bite us. Fortunately, it didn't happen in the 83rd minute after holding on to a one-goal lead for about 30 minutes there. A uh, handball in the box on the hundreds and hundreds of shots. Finally, one of them catches a break. A lot of them were blocked. This one blocked with a hand. Very obviously missed yeah, how in the, the first how the place. How did this have to go to VAR? We saw it from the like, press box, yeah. which is here. They couldn't see it from way down there. So Unbelievable. Don't know how that it's works so frust- out. It's so frustrating. VAR is so frustrating because it's not that they always get the calls wrong after review, even though sometimes they do, which is ridiculous in and of itself. But just the fact that it's having to be used in certain situations like this, like if you ask Tata, I think his main gripe with VAR or just the officiating is not necessarily the use of VAR. It's just how bad the officiating is on the first time and how often they have to go to it. That's what really bogs, bogs down the game. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get to talk about it too much tonight. Of course, that was not the the, the storyline after the game, which thank God because it had been the storyline yeah. oh too too gosh. long. Yeah. Uh, but either way, penalty for Atlanta United once again. Joseph Martinez steps up to the spot, does take the hop this time, works out in a big way. It was a great penalty. Andre Blake guessed the right way, he yeah. just blasted it past him. Yeah, um, and then that uh, sealed the win and sealed the hat trick for Joseph Martinez. The fifth hat trick of his career that ties the MLS record for career hat tricks. Joseph Martinez did that in just 35 games. 35. 34, I think. 34, 35. I, th- I heard 35 from Chris okay. Winkler. I counted 34. Uh, I'm going to trust go with, Chris. Go with Chris. Go, go with Chris. Chris. Go with Chris. Um, so 35 games, just one game over the span of a normal regular season in MLS. That's incredible. That's just insane. And, of course, the, uh, the, the talent of MLS – uh, I'm going to assume it's a lot better than it was when our, our friend Stern John was playing. Uh, Stern John, apparently a soccer player, not a character from a Robin Hood children's storybook. Um, so, yeah, Stern John and uh, what's his name? Uh, Diego Cerna. Cerna. Diego Cerna. Uh, both. I don't even know who he is. No idea. Zero. None. Um, but had five hat tricks in their career, apparently. Joseph will almost assuredly break that at some point. Uh, but he ties it here tonight. Uh, and gets the win for the five stars. Yeah. You just knew when he got to two goals in, like, what was it, the 49th minute? Oh, yeah. You pretty it much knew gone. he was going to get sealed. his third. Like, with them being down two men, um, yeah. it was going to happen. It was an inevitability. And let's clear something up real quick for those of you who are going to say stupid crap about, oh, he did it against, you know, two less men, whatever. No one else has ever done it. Yeah. You know, if it was easy, you know, it would have happened a lot more often. And it is a testament to the team. You know, it, it, it's um, it's one of those things where, like, a hat trick doesn't happen. It's not, like, um, a miracle goal by Gareth Bale. Like, that's, like, an individual moment of brilliance. But to have hat tricks, that means that the team is performing at optimal levels. And, um, and so, yeah, they're going to be up in games when the team is dangerous and creating and creating chance, or, uh, moments for the where the other team has to be risky and maybe, you know, takes a foul, takes a penalty, goes down to 10 men, 
We have like a music show going on behind us. I don't know where is this. Going? We have a rager happening Hang behind on, us. Sorry, it, I got distracted. It's not the dupe song, but it's a team. Unfortunately, it's, but that but the hat tricks are a, are a team. You know, they're a team effort, and the players talked about that after the game as well. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a huge accomplishment. A huge accomplishment for sure. <laughs> as I as I dance my way through this, let's get to, let's get to the questions. Yeah, let's go ahead. Um, our first one tonight comes from our good friend Gabe J Gonzalez twenty five on Twitter. Uh, he says, I don't really have anything relevant to say, normal, but I'd like to share that my friend's dad said Joseph Hattrick shouldn't count because two of those goals came from penalties. I could kick those in. Wow. We we have seen the glory and it is Alfred at. Yeah, if uh, if he the quote is, I could kick those in, that means you definitely could not score those penalties. Nope. <laughs> no chance. No chance. We've already kind of talked about that a little bit, but yeah. uh, that's a that's a good one there, Gabe. That's a good one. Good Lord. Who are you hanging out with? Make better choices. Make better choices. Uh, this next one comes from B. Bailey USA. I believe that's Brian Bailey uh, yeah, on Twitter. Uh, Ambrose needs to be a starter TBH. And that's an interesting, interesting thought. Uh, of course, Ambrose comes in uh, at the halfway point for Chris McCann. Chris McCann leaves at halftime. Damn kids and their music. <laughs> I just pulled my Alpharetta. My inner Alpharetta dad just came out right there. Sorry. I hope that showed up on the actual recording for the H-Dad. But no, Ambrose comes in at halftime for Chris McCann. Um, Do you remember what Tata said about that? No. Exactly. It's hard to kind of remember what we (laughs) care about the uh, left wing backs here. Um, We talked about it a little bit. It's just not a position that really stands out for us in a whole lot of ways for a whole lot of reasons. Is there that much of a drop-off between Ambrose and McCann? I mean, I think there. I don't think there's that much of a drop off between Ambrose and Garza at this point. Like, honestly, I haven't really noticed that Garza's been out since he's since he. How many games has he missed? Two. Was this his second game? Two or three. He's yeah. been out. I haven't really noticed the difference. I mean, Ambrose does the job. He he has the physical traits um, to you know get out on the wing, spread the pitch. There's not really a whole lot asked of him in this system. Being a wingback, he's he has such a free role. It's just kind of get forward. You know. Try to try to get on the last defender's shoulder as much as he can and be able to be available to whip crosses in and, and stretch the pitch. So no. I think he's done a great job of that. There's certainly a speed difference. You can tell at times that you know you would kind of wish that McCann or Ambrose would would take off and overlap a little bit more, which we kind of used to see in Garza do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know Garza is the best option, but he's not an option that changes the game drastically for us. Um, so really, uh, I mean, pick your spot. Uh, it's interesting to me that they changed when they did kind of go to that 4-3-3. I don't know if, if they feel more comfortable with Ambrose at, uh, at left back. I mean, we're saying here that McCann may have had Kyle a little bit of knock yeah, that, that, as well. That's correct. Now, okay. now I remember. Now I remember what Todd said. Right. <laughs> my memory. back to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, either way, I think we're going to be fine there at that position. Uh, moving on, our next question comes from Matt, A-T-L-C-R-A. He says, we have a serious finishing problem. Do we have to? Do we have to? <laughs> we have a serious finishing problem. We've lost that swagger that we had last year. Uh, swagger? No. Uh, incredible return on every single shot that we put in? Yes. Yes. We were historically good last year at outperforming what would have been our mm-hmm. statistically expected goals. Uh, you can take that for what it's worth, which is actually a pretty decent amount. Uh, but we were having just a lot more shots go in, and that's because... Uh, you know, we, we're not necessarily getting lucky, but we have very, very talented players uh, yeah. getting in good positions. It's just been less this year, and that can be chalked up to a number of things, but it's not anything to worry about. Like, look at that Brandon Vasquez shot at the end. Let, let, let's look yeah. at that one. 
like, yeah, maybe he, he could have done something better on it. But when it comes down to it, like, it's just a crazy play. And it's just one of those random things that's going to happen where, mm-hmm. you know, shit happened. I, I don't even, I don't know how to explain these things. Um, but I do think, I do think that one of the reasons we haven't been as uh, effective scoring goals this year, I don't, I don't even know if that's a true statement, but uh, let's assume it is. Okay. I think it's because Tito Vialba has been out of the lineup for so long. And it's, it's funny because Tito Vialba is kind of known as the guy who can't convert chances, <laughs> right? right? But I, I think the things that he presents to the team are the things that other players thrive on. Even It, it makes other players better. Joseph gets more space, Almiron gets more space, and Barco would especially get more space if he was playing. Those runs that he's making with the speed that he has, they're going to pull defenders away. They're going to pull people away from the ball. They're going to give them one more thing to think about. Uh, and that's going to leave people with more space and more opportunities. Uh, it, it's not going to be the difference to turning from, from what is this year to what we had last year, but it is going to help a little bit as soon as he gets healthy. They did mention that uh, he was running a little bit this week. They're still checking on him. Hopefully we see him for maybe 30 minutes in this U.S. Open Cup game coming up on Wednesday. But on the, do you have one more thing? Well, I was going to ask you something. Okay. Do you think that Tata's decision to immediately go to a 4-2-3-1 um, obviously, that was part and due to the fact that they weren't going to have as many players forward, so there's no reason to have three center backs still back there. But do you think at all that he that that's trying to get the team back into a four-two-three-one like mindset, or, or you know, just tactically thinking, let's let's play that way, uh, let, let's change let's change it up. I think that's part of it. I think he weighed the the cost and benefits of each formation, and starting off with an even game. St- I hate that word with with an even game state. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, the personnel we have tonight fit better for the 3-5-2. Once that game state changed, the personnel and the cost that uh, w- would happen if you changed it to 4 2 3 one 4 3, three uh, began to kind of outweigh each other there. Yeah. Uh, so it just made more sense tactically for him, even with the less desired personnel for that formation. I think the 3-5-2 like made sense tonight. But I still think you could play a four-two-three-one with the same play eleven players that were out there. Yeah. It's basically you play Franco Escobar at right back instead of like a right center back. Um, you have Ambrose at left back, and you just put Gressel plays you know right wing. So um, maybe that maybe there isn't even that much of a difference between the two with with the same eleven. I, I don't know, but I, I, I do think we miss Tito in that four-two-three-one. Hundred percent. I'd agree. And I think our finishing numbers will improve when he returns. Yeah. Again, on the finishing, this is coming straight from Tata here. This quote. Um, he says that he's not worried about the finishing. Uh, what is worrying is when you see a team failing to circulate the ball, failing to pass from side to side, and be patient with their chances. Uh, he said we had a lot more individual. Uh, people trying to do too stu- too much stuff individually tonight rather than cohesively tonight. So that's where your worries come in. Uh, and I think he was worried about that tonight. Like, sure. I, he was not happy with the way the team performed. Fairly. I think he, yeah, and um, the ball moved too slow. You know, Michael Parkhurst talked about, you know, seemed like everyone had the, the mindset that somebody else was going to do something. You know, just kind of waiting on Barco or Joseph or maybe to, to, you know, pull something out of their ass and score a goal. Um, and yeah, that I, that that upsets Tata way more than like something like Brandon Vasquez's thing, you know, or so or, or, right. or mi- missing shots. You wouldn't notice the missed chances if the chances weren't there. They're there. It's a great problem to have. It's a great problem to have. It's gonna it's gonna work itself out. Yeah, everyone. It'll come back. It'll, yeah, it'll revert. Everyone be patient. Um, it, it's you know you hear the old adage in baseball too. Like sometimes you're just hitting it right at people. Sometimes you're just hitting it right at people. It's just bad luck. Mm-hmm. 
It's just bad luck. Moving on to our next question. It comes from our good friend, Payson. Payson Schwinn. At Payson yeah. Eno on Twitter. Uh, how on earth did we let Philly score on us with nine men? Great question. I don't know. Yeah, I think that the team was just, I mentioned it before, but the team was just, didn't seem mentally there to And me. Parker said as much. Yeah. Parker said they weren't sharp. And he mentioned that a lot. Just that the, the intensity was lacking, the sharpness was lacking for whatever reason tonight. I think he mentioned that, you know, you see a team go down to nine men, especially the way that they do uh, go down to nine men, and it's such just a, you know, a cataclysmic event right. of, of things going on there. Uh, it made them step off the gas. I think you just assume you, you assume you're going to win at that point, and he basically said as much. The, the players all said, yeah, the, the game, was, the game was over is what at they that said. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't until it, I mean, it almost wasn't. Right. Um, <laughs> there was just a mindset that, that somebody, else, somebody else is going to do it, somebody else is going to take care of it, and I think that it shows in that goal. You know, it's a, somebody else is going to get the header, you know. So, um, yeah, you can't, can't have that mindset in, in a game, even if you're up to men. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our last question here comes from at G-E-O-W-W-17. At first, I was like the others and down on the five strikes for not scoring more. But on reflection, I think they felt that after 20 minutes, they wanted to try to try some new techs to find that scoring magic. Uh, woodwork for Atlanta 3. Some new techs. Some techniques, techniques, maybe. Yeah, techniques, techniques maybe. of scoring. We're, we're, yeah. I don't know why we're shorthanding techniques here. Uh, you could just say the whole word. Use your words, guys. Use your words. Uh, Words are I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I think they just assumed that the four two three one uh, was just the best for that situation. I don't know yeah. if it was about you know really testing out some new sick text bra, but uh, <laughs> you know we had to uh, you know we had to do it the game game uh, game match for we did that. Moving on from that, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our final thoughts. One uh, last thing I wanted to add. Okay. A little piece of just like I've just seen this question floating around about the roof behind us. Um, right. The roof, the roof is is like the team had no say in the roof being open tonight. They are doing construction on it, so that's why it was open. It was going to be open. If it was pouring rain this game, it would have been open. So um, team had nothing to do with it. And the players did say they definitely felt the the heat and humidity in there. Um, yeah, they brought it up themselves, kind of too. Yeah, it was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, they talked um, about how, how difficult the conditions were and how you know yeah. glad they were to be able to kind of pull through it. So I, I think for these summer months, we're going to, once we actually sort out whatever the heck's going on at the roof up there, um, you're going to see that this thing's going to be closed for yeah. these games just on request of the players. Through the summer, uh, yeah. and, and apparently some folks who weren't sitting in the ivory tower that is the press box uh, were saying that it was also pretty hot as well. Um, so I, I doubt we'll see that much going forward. They've got until like the 24th uh, to fix it. It's a little chilly, a little in, the chilly in the press box. A little, little, little brisk. A jacket. A little brisk, man. Uh, <laughs> we should have brought a, a nice little sweater to wrap around our neck like Tata. Oh yeah. my gosh, that was amazing. Mm. Uh, and then he walked into the press conference and it made a big show of putting <laughs> yeah. it on. Talking about how cold it was. It he, was super weird. He was about to step onto the platform. He goes, ah! And, he, and, he, and, he's, and then he's, he unfurls it off his neck and, you know, puts it on. Uh-huh. It's gorgeous. But it's always muy frío in the press room. Muy frío. Uh, best dressed man in MLS right there. So say so you. He honestly voters. was tonight. Like that was, oh, that, was that was some GQ stuff. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, have you ever seen my fake GQ cover I did for him? It's amazing. I need to show you that one time. <laughs> um, moving on to our final thoughts here from tonight. Joseph Martinez. We love him. He's great. He's funny. Well, I just wanted to, I, I, I wanted to talk about just specifically a little bit because okay. what we're going to hear from the critics is that yeah he scores when in uneven game states and also you're so here's my thing I think he's one of the greatest goal scorers in MLS history 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think his records have proven that. His goal, his goal scoring record in general has proven that. Um, but critics will say no, he's only you know he's only played thirty four games. But I would say exactly my point. He's only played thirty four games, and he's got I don't know how many career goals he has in MLS, but he's averaging a hat trick every six point eight games. And he's scoring <laughs> other goals in the other games too. Right. He's just every six point eight games is one where he gets three. So. Um, yeah, I think it's just amazing what he's done in such a short period of time. Um, and he's a good person. He was hilarious tonight uh, in the press room. Yeah, for, for all his feistiness sometimes. I, I don't think you'll talk to anyone who interacts with Joseph on a day-to-day kind of basis that says, oh, I don't like his personality. I don't enjoy being around him. He's a really, really great dude who gets a lot of flack for, for no reason essentially, yeah. uh, which we've talked about a lot this year, I feel like. Just, but, like, uh, really petty stuff. Yeah, exactly, which, which you know, kind of plays into people pointing out the game state stuff, too. It's, it's very petty. There's a lot of pettiness yeah. around Jose Martinez uh, because he invites him on himself yeah, a little bit sure. because he's outlandish. He, he's different. He's unique. And those kind of people, they'll invite some pettiness on mm-hmm. them from time to time. It's just kind of the nature of being outstanding and being different, mm-hmm. uh, which we love him for. So, yeah. Uh, any other final thoughts there, Joseph Patrick? Um, no, I don't think I had any. Okay. It was kind of a boring game. I don't know. Like, it was pretty boring. Yeah. Right? Besides, uh, besides the whole big explosion of emotions um, and uh, the temper tantrums from yeah. the Philadelphia folks, uh, after that, kind of settled down, nice and easy. Went down slow. It was good. It was good. It was enjoyable for the most part. It was. Uh, yeah. I'm just glad we won, guys. I needed to win so bad. <laughs> needed to win. All right. We got the win tonight. And it's thanks in large part to Joseph Martinez, but we want to tell you about you, some guys who weren't as noticeable tonight for the Five Stripes, who did pretty darn well themselves. Joe Patrick, who is your Lerwinowitz man of the night? We have already talked about him, but Mike Ambrose, I uh, thought he played well. Uh, he got an assist on a hockey assist um, for Joseph's second goal. Um, yeah, just thought he's played great. And I kind of wanted to give this him this uh, you know glorious recognition not just off of this game, but off of you know the previous game as well. He's he's played very well ever since uh, Greg Garza has gone down. He's he's come in to fill in. So, yeah, Mikey Ambrose. This is a hard he one. He needs tonight. it. He needs this. He does. He's earned it. He's earned it, Mikey. Um, this is a hard one tonight. And thinking back is. on it right now, um, and I'm glad I got w- to write down Mikey Ambrose name on the sheet before you got a chance to look. <laughs> even <laughs> even with uh, Joseph Patrick, I can't really think of anyone who I thought particularly played. Well, um, did Franco Escobar play tonight? Like, was he, he even <laughs> on the field? He was there. LGP was LGP. there as well. LGP, um, LGP was basically playing like he. By, by the end of the game, we were playing one, every we were playing, opportunity. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and by the end of the game, we were playing basically a one in the back with him in the back, yeah. and it was Michael Parker so was basically playing a mid, as a midfielder. Yeah, for sure. So, um, why are you just not going to give one? I gave it to myself last week. I can't do that again. <laughs> uh... Well, that was the last. That was the Red Bulls game, I guess. But you know, uh, I'm gonna give it to. Why don't you give it to the Univision reporter? Okay, sure. <laughs> that, that'll work. That'll because work. there was she an... translated for us. She did on uh, Joseph's uh, phenomenal quote of the night coming to you right now. Get ready for it, folks. We were talking about the Philadelphia Union fracas there at the beginning of the game, and Joseph remarked in Espanol first. Um, 
that he was scared. Was, was, was about the, that he was translating. He was, talking about, he was talking about what were you feeling having to wait so long to take this penalty, you know, because all this right. stuff was going down. All right. And Justin Vodice, the, the translator, said uh, that he had said, I was scared, when in fact, Justin Martinez had really said, I was scared shitless. That's your quote of the night, folks, and that's it for Five Strike Final. Uh, catch us next week. I, we're not doing a freaking preview thing for the U.S. Open Cup. Get over yourselves. We'll be back for NYC. I did want to explain a little bit more about the quote. It's so funny. So Joseph, you know, Justin translates the, the quote and doesn't say shitless. And, and Joseph just starts smiling, and he looks right at the Univision reporter and goes, well, I don't know what he said something in Spanish to her. I'm assuming he asked her to say what he said. <laughs> and so the, this poor Univision reporter was put on the spot to tell all the press, you know, <laughs> I was scared shitless. <laughs> and Incredible. Joseph just started laughing. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Joseph thought it was very funny. Yes, it was beautiful. All right. That'll do it. Uh, like we said, probably no There's no preview show for the US Open Cup. Come on, guys. Yeah, we, no, we may know no, a no, post game no. if we're feeling it. We've, uh, done like, we've done a podcast like three of the last four days, I think. Yeah, it's true. We need a break. We need a break. we got tired legs, tired mouths. Yeah. Tired whatever. Um, it was cold in here tonight. So brisk. So brisk. Gosh. Uh, we will have a preview for NYCFC, though. Uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to be a huge one. Uh, those teams first and second in the Eastern Conference and the Supporters Shield standings. After tonight, uh, NYCFC with a big win over Orlando, who's lost four straight. Have <laughs> <laughs> they lost? They lost uh, every game since we played. Yep, them. the summer of sadness, as always, is hitting Orlando <laughs> just at the right time, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. They, I, I hope they just blast Lana Del Rey in the uh, mm, in the stadium. Sadness from Lana, our dear friend Lana, just encapsulating the emotions of the Orlando City <laughs> Soccer Club tonight. Uh, poor Jason Creek's prayers, prayers, buddy. At least they didn't lose two one tonight. Uh, that they lost like three nothing. So At least they weren't better. Toronto, who blew a three nothing oh, yeah. lead. That just might about wrapped up the season for Toronto. That is <laughs> all brutal. things considered, which is insane. We are 14, 15 games into this one, and Toronto already seems buried. They had a huge chance tonight to move up some. Only got a point out of it after being up three nothing. Don't know what the heck is going at home, on right? The They're border. at home. Yep. Uh, meanwhile. Montreal beat Houston. We can talk about all this later. It was a weird night, but mostly positive results <laughs> for Atlanta United tonight. We're first in the support show standings, and of course, a big one coming against NYCFC on the tiny pitch there in the Bronx uh, there in, on Saturday. Early start time there at 1230. We'll have a preview. H Dad coming your way. That'll do it for Five Strike Final. Shout out to Ryan Coutney. Shout out Rick Cristamonte, Caitlin Stevens, Ellie, Matt, Elena. Shout out to Saba. Shout out to uh, Nico Case, who just released a really good album. Shout out to Ben Jones. And shout out to LeVar Burton. I know you're listening. Shout out Jorge Thieler. Shout out Justin Velby. Shout out who? Chris Ramondi. Shout out Aaron Hyde. Shout out Spencer Hall. Shout out... Oh, yeah. um, Rob Usry. Usry. Usry? Yeah. I promise you that's what he told me. <laughs> How? I don't know. But good, but good foreshadowing on the Spencer thing. Uh, keep an eye out for some special content coming your way. That'll do it for Five Strike Final. Y'all have a good night. Five Stripes winners. 3-1. Bye, y'all. Bye.